Mommy, there's a man in my room. Are you sure he's not just hiding in your imagination? Critics are calling Saw the year's scariest film. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. The suspense is breathtaking. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through... Your skin will crawl right off your bones. Oh, my God! Saw. No, it's you, you son of a bitch! Larry? Hallie? Rated R. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another spooky, scary, deadly episode of Cinemasters of the Universe. Today, we'll be talking about Saw from 2004, starring Lee Wanell, Carrie Elways, Danny Glover, Monica Porter, Michael Emerson. Raken Luna, I guess I'm saying that right, and Tobin Bell, directed by James Wan. I will be your host today. My name is Matt Mercer, and I don't want you to cut through your chains. I want you to cut through your feet. Today, joining me are the two original Cinemasters themselves. We've got Ron Avis. Ron, say hi to everybody. Oh, shit. I don't really have, like, a catchphrase intro here. wubba lubba dub dub Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That is the single greatest catchphrase. Damn it, you beat me. You're so good off the cuff, man. And, uh, of course, a Cinemaster number two. I, I don't know. I, I feel kind of demeaning calling him, like, number two. But, uh, hey, man, Adam's with us again today. Adam, how are you, sir? Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Oh. <laughs> Friendly so, gesture. So spooky. <laughs> So I can't even begin to tell you guys about how excited I am to talk about Saw. I know that uh, this is not necessarily um, something that Ron might have been looking forward to. You're right about that, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. It's either, it's one of those franchises that you either love or you hate, and uh, I, I I just love it. And I hope that we can kind of talk today a little bit about you know why there is love and hate with this franchise. So. I, I hate to come um, really across like such a hater of Saw. I really do. Like, I don't hate the franchise that much. It's just not exactly my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. when when it was fresh and new and, like, you know, the first, especially the first one and the second one, a little bit more and third one, you know, a little bit less. Um, I, I thought those were like a pretty entertaining series. And uh, it just really trailed off like the year, year in, year out sequels every year. I just got bored with it, I suppose. Oh, it did, and we're something like, what, 130 movies in at this point, at the time of recording, so it's still going. We just had a new release uh, earlier this year, uh, starring Chris Rock. I'm really sorry for punting that shitty-ass segue over your way. (laughs) All right, now let's talk about this boring franchise that I don't really care about. (laughs) These movies totally suck, so if you're not really into podcasts, you can can tune out at this point because we don't even care. We're just here. It's pure obligation at this point. Well, I will say this. Uh, I was able to watch it on Peacock. Uh, since I get that subscription service, and at the time of this recording, all the movies too, are on there, so I was able to get on there. 
Uh, we I didn't know it was going to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. Well, I get Peacock, and I, this is not a shameless plug, but I, I do watch wrestling pay-per-views, and so it just happened to be on Peacock, and I was mm. like, well, this is a happy surprise, so I was able mm. to go ahead and watch it. In preparation for this, Adam actually watched every movie uh, within the past Adam week. Fashion. So he's going to be able to kind of yeah, awesome. fill us in on all the things. <laughs> I even watched Spiral. Yeah, we yeah, can way to go above and beyond. I'm so. never going to like do a Friday the 13th movie because I'm afraid he's going to try and watch like all 13 of them. <laughs> I have watched all of them, and they just get worse and worse and worse and worse. <clears throat> well, let's talk about that a little bit because this does have something sort of in common uh, with Friday the 13th. Uh, this is like a bit of trivia I'm going to throw you guys uh, your all's way is uh, – this franchise is actually the second highest grossing horror franchise next to Friday the 13th. Uh, in fact, it's only $10 million down from that franchise. So if there's another Saw movie that comes out, say, before another Friday the 13th movie, there's a good chance that this is going to become oh, I pretty bet much you there's the gonna be highest grossing horror franchise ever. I'd really be okay if there was <laughs> neither, actually. <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't think so either. But before we get into the plot and everything that kind of happens uh, in this spectacular movie, I, well, I, I think it's, okay, I say it's a spectacular movie. It's it, Watching it back is not as great as I really remember it, but I guess we can kind of get into that later. Uh, don't uh, well, don't back down. Don't you sass show, this man. film. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because I've got a lot of surprises coming. I do. And I, I've got some revelations uh, that I've kind of figured out as we, we've done this. I wanted to ask you guys sort of what is your experience with this particular movie? Not necessarily just with the franchise, but just with Saw itself. Like, where were you the first time you saw it? Um, yeah, what were your first impressions overall? Can I go first, I guess? Yes. Oh, sure, yeah. I guess I should oh, throw okay. it to somebody. Yeah. Oh, okay. New, new host over here. To the Sorry, down. if you address that to Adam, you may have very well said no. Adam. And then I said, is that for me? <laughs> I totally didn't. Nope. That's all on okay, me, man. Okay. Uh, no, this is one of those uh, series that I heard about because of the great tw you know, twist ending. It came out during a time when like twist ending movies were kind of in their heyday a little bit, it feels like, with all the uh, M. Night movies. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, oh, it's like, it's a good movie. And, but then the ending, oh, like I, nobody would ever spoil the ending. That was like the thing. It was just one of those, like a cool community kind of deal where nobody wanted to tell the audience that hasn't seen it, that like Darth Vader is not, you know, or that Darth Vader is Luke's father, that kind of thing. Pretty good, pretty good secret that people kept, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's great. I, but I actually, think so of actually too. watching and the movie, I that was like that whole anecdote was me just hearing about the movie. <laughs> 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 All of that was, yeah, I heard about the movie, Matt. Like that's, I could have just said that too. Uh, oh, no, you heard about it. You got curious enough to watch it, right? Yeah. I mean, it worked. The word yeah. of mouth marketing worked on you. So yeah, right. No, what about yeah. you, Adam? Did you call on me? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. The uh, first time I saw this movie was in a uh, movie theater. <clears throat> and I enjoyed it. Okay. Great. I was also a movie theater guy. I, uh, it was also a time where you know, I was still living with my parents. And my girlfriend at the time, who ended up becoming you know, my wife, so it totally worked out, 
we uh, just looked for any sort of way to just get out of the house. We were always at the movies, and I remember this was a movie that we watched. It came out right before Halloween in 2004, and I remember telling Adam this story uh, just the other week where the twist ending hits, and everyone in my theater just, like, gasped. I mean, like, there was, like, an audible scream in the theater. It was such a great experience because you don't really get to see a lot of movies like that, especially now in a, you know, post-pandemic world, right? It's We're not going to get a lot the of experiences anymore. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that it must have been really interesting and cool to see the part where... Because, you know, the... The tw- it, it it doesn't telegraph it or anything, but the 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 cinematographer kind of like centers like the picture like in a way that there's some empty space to fill in the back. I mean, this is like a total James Wan tool in his tool belt that he uses all the time. But yeah, you you do you kind of see him like rise up, sort of out of focus a little bit. It was interesting to see that. Spoiler, knowing that it's really yeah. <laughs> Right. But no, knowing knowing that twist all along is just like a cool thing to look for and, and uh, enjoy. Oh, I, I completely agree. And and knowing sort of what happened behind the scenes, I think, is probably, if not, it might even be a little more interesting than the movie itself. And I, oh, we're going to wow. get into that. Oh, wow. I'm just talking about the restrictions the that they had. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing was a nightmare to put together. Um, and and I love kind of hearing about how these stories about how you know, these two unlikely guys who were known for nothing put together this thing that ended up being a smash hit. Uh, and so I just love, you know, hearing stories about that. Uh, we're going to get into the plot here in just a little bit, but I do want to surprise you guys with a little something. I haven't told you all about this yet. Uh, they just came into the uh, studio right now. I've brought a very special guest star with me today. Uh, oh you God. will know him, and you probably love him. Please welcome to the podcast the one and only Jigsaw Killer himself, Mr. John Kramer. John, hey, man, welcome. It's, it is welcome I, podcast. Jigsaw, but I, I wear pig masks. J- Jigsaw, <laughs> wearing pig masks. It's great. I love this guy. So uh, welcome to the podcast. Jigsaw. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Uh, Before we uh, get into uh, the plot, is there any, like, insight that you want to give us into the movie? I've not come here to talk about movies. I've come to test all of you. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of what we do here, is we talk (laughs) about movies. This is a test, Matt. You're going to be tested. All of you. Oh, we're going to get tested? Yes. On the podcast? Yes. Oh no! Oh, I'm going to test okay. all of you. I haven't taken any notes. The first to be tested. Oh crap! The first to be tested is Adam. Oh damn, Adam! Adam, you're yes. about to be tested. I hope you're ready, man. He's he's going to be tested severely. Okay. Uh, Adam, are you you ready to be tested? Is that is that your reaction to being tested? I I I gotta say I I didn't study for anything <laughs> so. Like I'm gonna ask Adam if he again. needs a lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> right. You sound you sound pretty no, good right no, now. No, I'm good. <laughs> I yeah, sound wonderful right now. Best, you do, you best voice, voice in the podcast Adam. business is what I always say to nobody except. <laughs> That's right. That's how I roll. But that uh, that jigsaw killer guy that that sounds completely different yes. from me. Yeah. He uh, he might need a lozenge. He really does. He does well, sound he's like got, he's got he's got you know cancer. Got something and stuff. in his throat. Spoilers. 
you know. I, I'm sorry, Frank I don't mean Gutteral. to offend you, John, because yeah, I don't want to throw your medical history out there in front of everybody. I'm terribly offended. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that was that wrong. Doesn't I put well PHI out there. Back. Personal health information. Uh, we, we can scrub that. We, we won't keep that in the actual podcast. Is that Danny Glover? <laughs> you'd better, you'd better not. So you're gonna uh, test Adam? Adam, your love of Shaquille O'Neal knows no bounds. But that ends today. You have 60 seconds to publicly denounce him as a good actor. If you don't convince me, I will tell the world a secret about Matt that he does not want anyone to know. Okay, all right. Now, I don't think that's really fair. So Adam has to tell you about how Shaquille O'Neal is not a that's great actor? Or you're going to tell, play the, you're gonna tell some, the world about... Play that little tape back. I, I don't really Wait, see how this I is not, testing Adam. Did I not do a little tape? Okay. Did you play the tape? Did you play the uh, tape? No, no I, I don't you really know what tape you're talking about. Okay. I always include a little tape. <laughs> and I, tape. I think we've, we've angered There's the jigsaw killer. I'm, I'm just going to bow out of this. Adam, you can do what you want, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying I'm not saying a disparaging word about I mean, Shaquille O'Neal. The man is a national treasure, and I don't, I don't care what that costs anyone. <laughs> I will not Don't say you dare sass the I mean, shakaroni, man. Don't even. <laughs> Me and Ron modeled our whole lives after him. I mean, I'm, I'm totally willing <laughs> That's right. to do this. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Jigsaw, if you, I, I could totally bash on Shaquille O'Neal all day long, but I don't know if that counts or not. You have failed. Okay. But now, okay. Now there is a punishment. Way to go, Adam. One time in college. Matt went to get a tramp stamp tattoo of a tribal butterfly. But instead, the tattoo artist drew a penis with butterfly wings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. So I. That sounds rad as fuck. All right, so look. (laughs) I've never actually told anybody this story before. Um, (laughs) So, like, this is the reason why I don't take my shirt off in the shower at the beach. Yeah, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, I, I don't know, Jigsaw. I have Such no idea how you knew about that. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. So I'm I'm guessing the twist here is that the Jigsaw John Kramer was my tattoo artist. Was that you? Is that what what the big twist here is? In 1986, you were oh, okay. at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, Remember. God. In 1986, I made a friend of Donald. We spent all afternoon in the ball pit together. When he ran out of food, he asked you if you could have one of your chicken McNuggets. You said no. He harbored a grudge against you for decades and learned to be a tattoo artist. No, I I really don't remember any of that. I'm I'm aware that there's one on me. I don't remember the guy is what I'm saying. I'm sorry. He penis on you, Matt. Was it Mitch? It was Mitch, wasn't it? <laughs> Mitch, no, God damn it! Get over here, Mitch. Wake up. <laughs> if this was a condensed two-hour movie, that that would have been that would have been quite oh, a twist. Okay. I, mean, I guess that would have been a twist. You understand? If this were a movie, yeah, I'm, I'm that sorry, Jigsaw. I guess I ruined the Jigsaw game. I, okay, I'll admit you, I ruined the Jigsaw game, everybody. Uh, sorry. Ruined. Well, this this is simply disappointing. Uh, I. I'm going to need a minute. I'll, I'm going to go smoke. Okay. So gosh. I'll be back to Sounds like a good idea, Thank you. John Kramer, everybody. 
Jeez. Okay. Wow, that well, was nuts, that was harsh. you guys. That, now he's harsh. gone. Yeah. We've never had okay. four well, I in mean, the show, I don't think. That's ex- well, no, no, no. We haven't had Jerry on with Matt. No, that's. It's it been a while been since while. Jerry's been on. The delicatessen's been. It, the delicatessen business is not going so good, to be honest. Nothing, nothing new from Sandy Bullock. I think that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing new to say. No new Sandy movies. Yeah. I mean, you can only say so many things about the net. Now I'm going to go slice a nice pastrami. <laughs> yeah, he makes he makes a great Italian sandwich, I'll tell you that. He does, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Mad love to uh, Jerry's Delicatessen. So um, I'm watching this movie, and uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, because about you know, halfway through it, I'm, I have these great memories of, man, this movie rocks, it's so good, and it's probably been a good decade since I've really watched the first one, and about halfway through it, I'm like, well... It's still pretty good. It's got my attention. You know, it's holding my attention. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what it is about this movie that's kind of drawn me to it. And I kind of want to give you guys a little bit of background on how this thing was made first. Um, and I, I, it kind of helps me understand, I think, part of my love for the movie. Because I see sort of what James Wan did with this, sort of a reflection of this podcast. Uh, and I'll kind of explain. Um, so Lee Wanell, who plays Adam in the film... And James Wan were just two buddies who just graduated college, and they decided that they're just going to make a movie uh, one day, and uh, they sat down and they wrote this script out, um, and they had to decide what kind of movie they wanted to make, and they decided, hey, what is the cheapest kind of movie that we can make? And of course, they settled on horror, right? They set it in just a few locations, put in a handful of actors. Uh, There were only 15 characters in this entire movie, and that includes random orderlies in the background in the hospital scene so that gives you any idea of like how small scale they were thinking um mm. that, that's that, that's it they, they just kind of shopped it around and everybody said no uh so they decided they were going to take out two thousand dollars of their own money and make a short film called saw that came out in 2003 and what it was was just like a, a, a like a test screening of one scene where shawnee smith who plays amanda in this movie with the reverse bear trap um, and they instead took uh, Lee Wynell and put him in the reverse bear trap. And it, it's a short 10-minute film. You can watch it on YouTube. And it also shows up in the Saw Uncut DVD as well. Uh, and based on that, mm. they were able to get a movie deal out of it. Um, and I just, I don't know. Well, they picked the right scene. That. That, that was the best scene, really. I mean, really awesome. I mean, I think so, too. You know, I, I, I love the idea that it were just these guys that were like, you know, we don't like just working where we work. Let's just kind of follow this dream that we had. And, and it kind of worked out. And in the beginning, Saul was just going to be a directed DVD movie, which is kind of cool. I mean, they weren't really expecting much of it. Yeah, Carrie uh, always was in it. That tracks. He was. He was. Danny oh, Glover. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to get into that. Cause like, I'm going to dunk on Carrie always a lot today. Oh yeah. Carrie always. So they, uh, so, so, I guess like what it ended up happening was that they had filmed the movie, crazy stuff ensued, uh, they at which we're going to get into, uh, and this was sent over to Sundance because Lionsgate saw it and they were like, yeah, this is pretty good. We'll we'll submit it to Sundance and they thought, well, this is it. We got to direct the DVD movie. It's actually going to be shown at Sundance and it was so popular at Sundance they decided to do a worldwide release of this thing, and on a budget of 1.2 million dollars, they ended up making about 103 million off of that. It was a runaway success. So I can imagine what was going on. That's a lot of success. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A huge return on investment for all of their investors. 
so of course, you know, a sequel was commissioned. I, I do want to play a quick game without Googling, um, just to tell you all how low budget this thing was. If you guys could give me a ballpark guess of how much you think Carrie Elways was paid for being in this movie. Oh, whatever the like minimum is for an actor of his caliber, like there there's no way he didn't just take the minimum amount they allowed him to take. Fifty grand. Fifty grand? Okay, I got fifty grand from Adam. Ron, what do you think, man? Two 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 I'm gonna say two hundred and fifty thousand. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Drum roll. Carrie Always was paid three thousand four hundred and forty dollars oh for his role as Dr. Lawrence Gordon. My God. And this they, is why they overpaid. I'm so... <laughs> and he bought a Fiero with it. <laughs> you, you think... No, no. Was he big... fixed up his Fiero with it. He, he fixed up his Fiero with it. New he tires, sw- paint job, the new, works. Sweet new tape deck in the Fiero. <laughs> One of those little pine tree air fresheners. Uh, yeah, those things aren't a whole pretty, year's right? worth of <laughs> yeah. like mustache wax. Uh, so he wasn't paid much at all. A lot of my money. <laughs> this led to years of animosity. Of course, uh, he was eventually paid uh, the same amount as the highest actor in the series because that was what was written in his contract, which is why you don't see him for many, many, many movies uh, in this franchise. Uh, he eventually ended up making on back royalties about $70,853. Oh my god, he didn't he still only That's, made 70,000. It didn't 000? didn't even crack 100 grand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just man. for his role in this movie. Of course, you know, him dipping into the British accent every once in a while didn't help. No, he's And the fact that he did got... legitimately saw off his own foot. That, <laughs> right, right. The medical bills alone eclipsed $70,000. Completely not believable when he was sawing his foot off in real life. I didn't buy it. <laughs> no, no, he he comes across as whimsical right now. I don't know what it is. You didn't buy that after a handful of hours. He went from just a normal-looking human to completely pale and deranged because he was I mean, in a room. Yeah, well, he had major pits going on too for most of the movie. Oh, he did. He Those did, were his yeah. real pit stains. Those were his real pit stains. We don't actually know what the temperature of the room was. So. <laughs> Those weren't movie pits. True. Those were real carry always pits. Yep. Uh, and it actually kind of probably helps a little bit to know that none of their scenes were rehearsed between the actor uh, who played Adam, uh, Leah Wynnell, and Dr. Lawrence Gordon, who was Carrie Elways, they didn't rehearse it. They wanted everything to just kind of be all free flowy. Uh, but the you problem mean they, they didn't ran... rehearse those throws of like Did... keys and Did... stuff? Like I've never seen like two people throw something to each other worse than they do inside of the main room. It's really bad. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't get anywhere near the other person. I'm like, God damn. Well, Throw a bomb at you guys? <laughs> they were running on such a shoestring budget. I mean, $1.2 million sounds like a whole lot of money, but when you're talking about a big production, you got to pay for, like, caterers, sound guys, lighting crew, all of that, right? Uh, but Danny, Danny Glover's cocaine, doing, I mean. <laughs> right, everybody got two takes, and that was it. So if you didn't get it by the second take, they were just kind of moving on. In fact, in the beginning of the movie, you see Lee Wanell's character, Adam, in a bathtub, uh, and he was supposed to have a stunt double, and they realized that once it got to that point uh, that they were going to need a stunt double and they couldn't really afford one. So he had to actually kind of like 
be in this bathtub and pretend like he was drowning when that was never mm-hmm. part of the plan, really. Yeah, one of the guys held him down, didn't they? Oh, you know, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think one of the production guys actually held him down to <sighs> make it seem like he was struggling. Yeah, this sounds like hell. Uh, they had Carrie Elways for four days. Danny Glover, they had him for two days. <laughs> and uh, I would have guessed this... half a day. <laughs> Which is oh, a day man. and a half too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you could just get Danny Glover to do a Danny Glover like reaction like from all angles, and then he could go home. <laughs> Did Danny Glover know he was in the movie? Because I feel like that's just how Danny Glover behaves no, in I normal think, life. My personal theory is Danny Glover was just being followed and we saw the footage of him being stalked by a guy. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like him he running was running around someone... with a gun was not him playing a cop. That was him chasing yeah. down. If guy. someone was stalking him, I feel like that's just how he would behave. Like he's going to go into a warehouse and like pull sheets off. It was the best performance of his life. <laughs> like, damn, he's so genuinely terrified here. What's happening? Oh, oh yeah, it wouldn't surprise oh. me at all. Poor Danny. Uh, not his best work, I guess, but, you know, really for two hey, days at least work, he didn't shout he... out rigs. Like, he kept it together. <laughs> right? Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> a predator rigs. didn't show up. They couldn't afford a predator yeah. for this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I will say, oddly enough, in the parody movie, uh, Scary Movie 3, the, uh, this, this, the, this whole film is, is parodied with, uh, with Shaquille O'Neal and, uh, and that it was a pretty amazing scene in the movie. If no one, if no one saw Scary Movie three, there's a Saw parody with Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, was Doctor Phil in that parody too? Yeah, Doctor Doctor Phil. He was okay. In there. <laughs> I've, I've seen this movie, fate. but I don't remember that bit. So it's Shaquille O'Neal and Doctor Phil are trapped and in Dr. a room. Phil. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, those movies have, have a, bit, a bit every second anyway. So you blink and you'll miss a bit, pretty much. Okay. I, I remember really liking the first scary movie, and then by the time it kind of got to yeah. disaster movie, I had to kind of turn myself to off. To say of all it was a bit maybe ridiculous. stretching the term a little bit. I mean, really, it was just like, oh, hey, I'm a famous person. Look at me. You know me. Right. From I'm, one of the I, caterers I'm of the movie like this. <laughs> oh. I'm dressed vaguely like that character from that movie. Hey. hey, you guys remember that one movie that we probably all saw? I have remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was the scene that we just did. I would love it if you the know, actors did that. My mind is racing now, though. I think it would be really cool to have a watch along with us. Like it would be great to get like the three of us together, and then we just kind of mystery science theater one of those films. I think that would be a blast. Got to record it. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. One, two, three, four, or five. In a row. Oh, oh God. We okay, do all the scary movies. <laughs> you know what? Let's just one right let's after another. skip them all and just go straight to meet the Spartans. We'll just watch that, and that'll be enough for you know probably the rest of our lives. Meet the Spartans is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was awful, and I've seen it like oh, ten times, man. and I don't know why. It's like a cry for help. Uh, help me! <laughs> I'm watching cry. Meet the Spartans again. <laughs> no, there's so much better shit on TV, and I'm watching it. <laughs> Are you watching Meet the Spartans again? It's so fucking bad. Just because it's on doesn't mean you have to watch it. I think I just really like the movie 300. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful movie. It's like a low-rent 300 sequel. May not be. Yes. Uh, I bet that movie has aged very well. Okay, I guess I probably better take this on 
back to saw. Um, I've got a uh, synopsis. Yeah, of you're the, you're uh, in charge, plot. man. You got yeah, you, you got to keep us corralled. And <laughs> oh man, yeah. I guess I could kind of go through the plot uh, a little bit. And we can kind of talk about it. Yeah, as, man. Let's do as it. it goes. Let's there, talk about and this, this is kind of tough because like there's a lot of twists and turns here. Before I get into this, if you're listening to this podcast. Heavy spoilers coming. I'm going to be talking about the sequels. I'm going to be talking about the oh, movie shit. itself. They've had 15 years. I know it's been okay. Thing. Yeah, you're right. It's been 15 years. Spoilers for a 15 year old movie. Fuck our listeners. Okay? <laughs> technically, it's been technically Just it's been 17 years. Hold me back, years. guys. Just hold me back. <laughs> oh, I do want I to hate say, all okay. Ten of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one of those ten. You fucking All right, man. bastards. <laughs> Saw 2004 starts with photographer Adam as he awakens in a dilapidated bathtub with his ankle chained to a pipe. And across the room is oncologist Dr. Lawrence Gordon with the corpse of an apparent suicide victim between them holding a revolver and a micro cassette recorder. We don't see much of this guy until much later. Uh, both men find a tape in their oh pocket. Oh my god, are you providing synopses for the scenes? This is, I, wow, I'm I sorry, totally keep am. going. This is high, bro. Yeah. This is good I, shit, I dude. I couldn't think of another way of doing it, because this thing, it's it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about just all the weird crap that happens, right. I guess. I mean, how right. it all kind of connects and everything. We need to um, take just a little bit in at a time, don't we? I think so. That's what she I said. I think so. <laughs> just one bite. Just one That's bite That's what I'm time. always told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool hook that we get in the first five minutes is that Adams, not the Adam on this podcast, Adam in the movie tape, urges him to escape. And Gordon's tape tells him to kill Adam by six o'clock or his wife, Allison, and daughter Diana will be killed. I mean, I think that's a cool hook, you know? Yeah, but not um, before, like, Adam got, like, the shittiest tape ever like i don't even know what the hell like he's even supposed to be doing in this scenario <laughs> i mean Every, it seems yeah, like everybody yeah. in this movie has clear rules to their game but this motherfucker had like no he like jigsaw just caught him like a piece of shit more or less and then the tape was like over he's like you're a piece of shit i pity you go fuck you yourself. suck at life now pass <laughs> so. pass the cassette player over to dr lawrence please you're, <laughs> i'm gonna you, tell you him to deal kill with you that's how much I there's, hate. <laughs> there's one character in this movie, I think, that kind of gets the, wow, that really doesn't feel like a saw trap kind of treatment. And I don't think it's Adam in this case. Uh, and and mm. call it like retconning or whatever. If it was, if this movie was just on a standalone island and there were no sequels, I'd say, yes, you're totally right. I get it. Uh, but if you like watch to Saw 3, they kind of come back to uh, Lee Wanell's character, Adam, uh, and they kind of explain that, uh, he was supposed to be let go at the end of the movie. Uh, and, you know, th that little thing was supposed to be attached to a chain that was going into mm -hmm. the drain or whatever. And so he was able to, you know, yeah. get out because he had survived. He, you know, he, yeah, he and lived. Yeah, as soon as he so, got oh, out of the tub, the friggin' chain broke. Yeah, I mean, that's just did. like a, that's a misstep by Jigsaw right there, I gotta say. Well, it was rigged. That's the, oh, I guess I could go ahead. Okay, again, spoilers. Uh, so in <laughs> Saw 3, we find out that Jigsaw, uh, the Jigsaw killer has an apprentice named Amanda, who's also in this movie. And she doesn't really share the same, uh, hey, let's give these people a fighting chance kind of spirit as he does. And that causes some real tension between the two of them. But she helped him with this trap. And she rigged it to where, uh, you know, oh, she made it to where... Yeah, Jigsaw knew that, you know, yeah, okay, look, I'm putting the key in the tub. And he's like, okay, cool. And then she just didn't really attach it to anything. No one to go down the drain and this guy was screwed. 
it, it, she, it comes back in a flashback that shortly after this movie ends, Amanda goes into that room and then just suffocates Adam and kills him. Okay. Again, kind of retconning. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, they didn't know what they had. Obviously, they they weren't. This is not. If they were going into it with what you were said they were going into it with, I'm sure expectations were tempered big time. You're not sitting there thinking like, oh, this is for sure gonna like be a ten film franchise. <laughs> I oh, know yeah. it in my bones. I know <laughs> it. Um, but I. I I thought the Adam guy like the the he's the main writer of the movie. I thought he did a really good job, and kind of kicked Carrie Elway's ass in the acting arena. I feel like. Oh, I agree. And I agree. Given the fact that they both have strong accents naturally, he because Lee Wanell's from Australia, mm. he played uh, he play he did an American accent. Way better than Carrie Elwood. He freaking nailed it. Oh, that's for sure. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, can when we, I watched... Can we just talk about Carrie Elwood's shitty acting? It's like, is, is that yeah, okay? Yeah, let's talk about that. Like can, can I ask this for permission to just, like, press the, like, you know, I'm going to stand up Dude, on the bus it. and pull the brake line. Let's <laughs> we do gotta it. We got to talk let's about Carrie Elwood's terrible acting. What the hell? Okay, first to, to bitch about his acting, we got to go back to the beginning. Like Carrie always was like a legit movie star type caliber yes. dude for a couple years. You know, he was Wesley from The Princess Bride, uh, charming as shit, talented, good comedic chops. Then he, you know, then after that, he was in he that Oogie Loves movie, which everyone loves. Yeah, replayed a singing cowboy. He was in uh, the Mel Brooks um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, you know. Again, charming as fuck, talented, all this stuff. And then it feels like somebody, a casting agent, said, "I'm sick of seeing this guy as a good guy. Let's start casting him as a douchebag asshole villain." <laughs> and that's all he's been doing ever since. I was just randomly thinking of movies off the top of my head where he was playing a bad guy, and they're not always like evil, like you know, driving a, a bus full of nuns or children off a bridge or anything like that. But uh, for sure, douchey. Like, he was the bad guy in that Kiss the Girls. He was sort of the bad guy in Twister, which was on TV tonight, and I was kind of catching out of the corner of my eyes. Like, God damn, that's right. Twister? Carrie always was the... I don't remember that. Yeah, he he was like the rival uh, storm seeker. He was competing Bill with Bill Paxton. Oh, he was going after... Yeah. Uh, uh, What's his face's uh, girlfriend, right? Weren't they like exes or something? No, like that? no, they they were just competing uh, storm chaser teams and like. Okay. Carrie Elway's yeah, team he, was like sleek. Bill black, Paxton's Darth uh, Vader. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, because they they copied his design of the the thing that was supposed to go up into the tornado and track the data. And he was all pissy oh, about Right. That. And they were trying to be the first one to get the technology into a tornado long enough to where the little things, so they could basically create a 3D map of a tornado, which I'm sure in 97, they kind of had that technology probably already, but whatever. There, there was some science behind it. There was some hand-wavy science gestures made. <laughs> the, the Doppler 6000 <laughs> over there. We got that. <laughs> We're going to launch a cow up into this tornado. <laughs> the Doppler see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but Carrie Elway's, I really want to go back and rewatch that movie again. It's it's a pretty good flick, honestly. Like, it's dumb as hell, but it but it's 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 pretty serviceable. 
Carrie always in this movie I, I have to bring this up because I feel like he did it twice and both times it made me laugh so hard he's like he's on like a cell phone and he's he's in this mode of like panicked or like intense sort of gaze and he's like oh who the who's on the the line of this phone and then like there's a scene where like his wife he uh, the dude hands her the phone and she's like you know Lawrence or whatever and then Carrie always just goes Allison, <laughs> like, like I don't even oh, he know. did, didn't he? I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like the, he looked like Garth Algier in his lips. Like he, just, <laughs> he, he's like, who is this? You son of a bitch, Allison. <laughs> and that was, was it. Those were our two takes. Let's move said, on. Come on. <laughs> nobody said. I mean, the two take thing makes a lot of sense now because you can't tell me that they would be like, "Hey, Carrie, you want to do that one again?" <laughs> uh, but but when yeah, he that was, is interesting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Let's go on. Let's move forward. Well, no, I, I wonder too. Enough. You know, I know I'm guilty of this at work, and I'm probably opening up a can of worms because we all work in the same place. But you know, I, there have been days where I'm like, I'm not getting a hundred percent of myself into my job right now. And I wonder if he was just thinking I'm getting paid $3,000 to do this four day movie shoot. That's going to go direct the video and no one's ever going to watch it. I'm just (laughs) kind of going to do the bare minimum. I kind of think that's maybe what was going through his head. I'm just speculating. Uh, I can't justify The fact that he worked up those real pit stains was a pretty, you know, big get for the, the amount of money they were paying him. He's. Oh, uh, I yeah. just. I was looking at him on IMDb while we were talking about him. He's. He's in Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, that what? makes me happy. How do I don't. That makes that. me happy. Okay. Oh wait, I no, do like so many things. Whenever I see so him pop up and things. stuff. Yes, but whenever I see him pop up in something, I'm usually like, and it, I don't know if it's just based on like my love for his role in Princess Bride. Like it, his initial impression was so strong. That no matter what he does for the rest of his life, I'll be like, I might get something good like Princess Bride in this performance, or I probably won't. I'll probably get some. Oh, you! I should have known that guy was the bad guy because you know, like the way he was—he was just too perfect in this role. It's too nice of a guy. He has to be a bad guy. Like when he played Principal Donato in the movie Haters. No, I haven't seen that either. Man, or. Or Gary Jones in The Queen of Spain. Mm-hmm. Those are those were earth-shattering roles he played. A douchebag really douche, douche to really trust fund douche. It. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you there's a lot of douche hyphenates in like roles that he's in. <laughs> if you look at the <laughs> IMDb page. All right, in this scene, Carrie, what we want you to do is pretend like you've never acted before and then just be a dick. <laughs> Just Can be a British, that? just be a British douche. Yeah. That's your direction. Go. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think we could, we're all pretty much in agreement here that Carrie, uh, this is not his finest work um, at all. Uh, the Allison thing it did make me chuckle also <laughs> while watching this movie. <laughs> so Allison, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Allison, it I looks love, like he just discovered his penis for the job. first moment. Oh. <laughs> he's just like looking down at it like, oh god it's the best it's one of the all time uh, great bad performances going back to 
the the movie and the synopsis uh what is probably the grossest part of the film because i don't think there's not a lot of like gross out nastiness in this film no, until adam silly. has to find a bag containing two hacksaws inside of a toilet where he feels around for nothing solid and he tries <sighs> to cut through their chains with it adam saw breaks uh and then that's when gordon who's carrie realizes the saws are meant for their feet and uh, then we get our first mention of their captor, the Jigsaw Killer. Uh, he's a serial killer who uh, tests victims' will of survival through these uh, crazy contraptions referred to as games. And Gordon knows all about this because he was once a suspect. So the plot unravels. Uh, just a bit. <laughs> when, uh, when Adam goes nothing solid, it was such a great delivery of a throwaway line and it just about made me vomit my mouth <laughs> that was actually an homage to train spotting oh so gross it's so gross it was such a nasty inclusion too because if jigsaw is setting up these traps and you know and, and he has help with this which kind of also makes sense yeah and then he but i just love that he's in poop water and like drew a heart like what the fuck <laughs> right well i love that yeah, he's, he's gonna be telling jigsaw. his cronies like I really hey, want to sell this guy. Before guys. we wake these guys up, <laughs> you need to make sure you take a big you dump. You didn't have okay? to use your fingers, and you didn't have to make sure that. the toilet doesn't work. <laughs> and then just bring everyone in here to take take us. Everyone who has diarrhea today, raise your hand. Okay, come in here and use this toilet. Okay, just use first, this one. So first, get a double espresso. Do not flush. It doesn't yes. flush, so just leave it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're gonna create hey, a brown ignore the crime uh, guy scene to the wall over there. Pattern. Yeah, <laughs> you know there is a funny inside joke to that. That's the set of this movie and just the disgustingness of that bathroom and the toilet. Uh, when Laura and I first got married, and we, you know, we we bought our house. They had like kind of an upstairs bathroom and a downstairs bathroom, and my bathroom was like the upstairs bathroom, and so I was mostly in charge of the upkeep and everything. And. Um, mm-hmm one day like i i just didn't i didn't clean it the weekend like i think it was just like a couple of weekends i didn't clean it and like she like went into there to use the bathroom and she was just like ah looks like looks like the saw bathroom in here <laughs> so you wow imagine how, how scathing indictment. it really is <laughs> But that's why did you draw a bunch of hearts on the wall out of feces? That was so Uh, unnecessary, Ron. Hey, Ron, you need to go clean the the, uh, basement toilet before it starts looking like (laughs) the saw bathroom. Oh, God. Uh, That's this movie's legacy uh, for me. (laughs) It it was. I'm sure. I I was in a a fraternity uh, in college, and I lived in the college fraternity house for about three years. So really, seeing the saw bathroom was kind of a step up. I was like, you know, that's moderately clean. <laughs> you know, this, they're laying on the floor. They're, they can do that, that without you know, laying on something that nasty. Drew up a heart in the feces toilet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so All nasty, college man. students are named Boner Champ in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, our secret. Yeah, you you know, you just told our secret to the world, Ron. <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. No, of course, that was from The Office. That was Andy's... <laughs> Never mind. He insisted that his oh, girlfriend, no, yeah, Colleen, refer to him as Cornell, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he went to Cornell, but I think there was like a couple of dumb nicknames up for grabs, and like he was like, no, I was the boner champ. <laughs> like, and like, how do you become the boner champion? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a story about that. 
Oh, tell it, please do. Let's. We got to go off. Oh no, I, I don't know the story. I wish I knew <laughs> oh, the story. Make it up. Saying, make one in up. General, <laughs> make one up, you bastard. <laughs> there's a story. I should have just made something up off the top of my head. Damn it. That I would have believed it. I would have believed literally anything. Show you my me. improv skills. <laughs> hey, Adam. It's a cold Saturday you're in good January. At improv. Hey, I mean, yeah, it's whoever it, can it, hold it, why, a singular boner, boner the longest is the boner champion. I mean, it's clearly the rules, right? <laughs> like you pop a boner and then someone watches it with a stopwatch until it goes down. <laughs> and like boner champs was a rec- like world record <laughs> two days straight. <laughs> Just raging boner. I'd like to think that there may have been some sort of feat of strength where you had to drape things. Yeah, like probably. Whoever. Probably, yeah. They, they they cracked broom handles like in baseball bats go, like Bo Jackson. Go get, the, go get the hand towel. Go get the hand towel. <laughs> Neighborhood kids are like using them as, like, using them as monkey bars. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, why, did I have to, why did I have to take it there? You just took it to Neverland. <laughs> why did I take it to Michael Jacksonville? <laughs> and then, and then okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the part of the story, Ron. And then, <laughs> you know, the neighborhood children will come over and drink Jesus juice with me. Hey, what's Macaulay Culkin doing here? Oh, holy cow! He's delivering a pizza, obviously. Oof! Oh god! Yeah, okay. The the uh, monkey bars uh, comment broke me. That was that was great. I was gonna say, don't bring it up again, Matt. Thanks, man. We we circled (laughs) back around. Listen, Matt. I know you've only been on like three or four episodes, but here's the rules. When Ron goes to a dark place, you leave him alone. (laughs) You You don't want that. You You don't want that kind of look back. This you don't want my stain on you, man. <laughs> just leave it be. And that's that's how Adam manages to not be canceled. Oh shit, Ron's I love how we're again. talking about this movie. Uh about yeah. like, you know, this where, where terrible things happen and yet we're still bringing yeah. up, you know, boners and stuff. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Well, I'm that's, we're doing that's my level of sophistication, I'm afraid. <laughs> that's peak peak performance for me. <laughs> Well, to be fair, we did take a pretty heavy segue into a, a toilet filled with diarrhea. That was yeah, kind of where really we really did. We really you know, did. If, you're, if, yeah. if they're going to throw us a poop joke, we're going to take it. Yeah, by God. That's our promise to you, listener. <laughs> or threat. Yeah, Roger Ebert may be over there reviewing <laughs> pig movies all day, but we're uh, going to take the opportunity to, oh, shit. Uh, well, to bring you poop I'm going to see... Well, you you keep going, Matt, and I'm gonna see what Roger Ebert had to say about this bad boy. Oh, okay, all right. You go ahead and uh, look that up. So we were talking about. (laughs) I'm gonna let you know stars. Oh yeah, I don't know about many stars. I can tell you on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 56% from critics. It might be lower than that, Uh, but for the audience score, it's hovering around like 84%. It's an audience, audience really surprised favorite. me. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you were to go down the list of, say, the sequels and everything, like the score just kind of gets lower and lower. But so yeah, we, we'll, Ebert, we'll talk about that later. I don't know if he gave it up, thumbs up or thumbs down, but he gave it two stars. So only only two stars from Roger. So he liked this one that, more than Tommy okay. Boy, huh? Cool. Yeah, well, did he give Tommy Boy one and a half stars? I don't yeah. remember now. Yep. Ah, bastard. Yeah, because he's a dick. 
Yeah. He said, a movie that conceals the identity of a killer is of a lower order in general than one that actually deals with him as a character. Ooh, burn. To get to know someone mm. is infinitely more pleasing than... He's shitting on this thing. Pleasing. I didn't like the twist. Meh. Yeah, he just sounds like... So, yeah, Roger Ebert is uh, being is pretty harsh to a movie Not that only, only a million dollars to make. Man, punch on down there. Okay. Oh, right. Right. We need we need a little we need a little jingle that just says Roger Ebert's a dick. Like we need a little jingle that we could just put in. <laughs> <laughs> we know he's yeah, dead, I mean, but let's dunk on him instead. He's Roger Ebert the dick. <laughs> you officially have to record that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not well, we even can put joking. A you it. have to record that, and then that has to be tied to a button on on your. <laughs> Will you pull that out for yeah, me? Something we can just press. <laughs> I'll, I'll use it at use work, that just at inappropriate times. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, I was on okay, Roger I guess Ebert's probably... team at, at first, to be honest. Like, I was on his team, but then he really did just go on an unnecessary ranting and He showed and his true colors. He did. He really did. He's a dick. He kind of is a dick, and he loves Babe Pig in the City, which makes him yeah. a bigger dick. A tour de force. Because <laughs> I went to see that movie in theaters, and it fucking blew. Yeah. Oh, oh, you saw it in theaters? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we went. We took Laura's old brother to see it with his friend. Oh, okay. And we all we all yeah, stood up, fair. pooped in our hands together, and slung it at the movie screen. <laughs> That's what we thought. Of that movie. <laughs> it was great. I'm. Not, this is the most memorable scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. To be fair, I think given, you know, two stars to any horror movie, it seems like you're not going to find a whole lot of horror movies out there, I think, that would appease critics a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, original Halloween, probably the original thing. Jaws. Uh, Alien, Aliens. Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Maybe the first Nightmare on Elm Street. And well, then I, I don't know. Jaws was very hmm. highly rated, and I, I mean, I would that just would be considered a horror, horror movie. movie. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, ghost yeah, Dad. So, what what did, do, do we have a do we have a critic pulse on Ghost Dad or no? <laughs> we're we're going to say Bill Cosby? we can't we can't that we one? can't reveal that right now. We have to wait until oh, we get right. Dad episode because we we, we might gotta, we gotta do it as a give it away for free. Got to say that as like a Patreon <laughs> bonus show or something. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> Just really want to hear him talk about. We're Ghost getting Dad. all the Cinemasters on one call for that blowout. <laughs> Everybody's here, Let's folks. Two for all of fucking them. Fucking yeah, we'll team up, dude. Like the there. Avengers. <laughs> oh god. We're to doing it, Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. Let's go. Ghost Dad, let's spectacular. For, let's form. Let's form a fucking Voltron lion and take this motherfucker on, like Godzilla. Oh god! Special guest Smash Mouth for the Ghost Dad spectacular. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Hey now, Voltron, you're a Ghost I'll Dad. The left leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really got off topic there, didn't we? This uh, is good. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, please continue. You're doing an amazing job. Oh, sure. This thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank thank you for you. being the conductor of this guys? dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'd be disappointed if it didn't turn down this way. Yes. Um, yeah, okay, so Gordon uh, knows he was once a suspect. Uh, he was at once a suspect because uh, that's how he knows about the Jigsaw Killer. Because a few months prior to this, uh, he was discussing the uh, terminal brain cancer of a patient named John Kramer. And he was interrogated by two detectives, David Tapp, uh, played by uh, Danny Glover, and Stephen Singh. And they found the doctor's pen light at the scene of one of Jigsaw's games. So Gordon's alibi cleared him, but he agreed to interview, uh, view the testimony of uh, heroin addict Amanda Young. Uh, she was the only known survivor of one of Jigsaw's traps. Uh, and this is what I was talking about with the uh, reverse bear trap. I can't mm -hmm. find any... Um, uh, they say legend has it, but I can't find any like actual solid reference of anybody actually saying this. So it could be complete BS. But the original short film that they made back in 2003, they wanted it to be as realistic as possible. So they actually made a real working reverse bear trap. That was like God. really nasty, gnarly looking, and could it was actually kind of dangerous, and they didn't have enough money to make a prop. So apparently, in the 2003 short film, that was actually a real reverse bear trap that could have like seriously hurt Lee Wanell, the actor. Um, again, could be complete BS. I can't find any reference, but like I'm looking at all these different places, and they're like, "Hey, legend, yeah, has, I don't know true. that but, that yeah, feels like a, that feels like fake news." <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but I, I, you know, I, you know, that one of our listeners is going to be hearing that, and like, oh well, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that's let, true, you know. So I had to kind of let us, up let us know, it. James Wan. Just, let, just give us, give us, a ring, <laughs> yeah. give us a ringy dingy on the old twitters. I just, I like, I like the idea that, hey Lee, we got here, we got a reverse bear trap, but we can't make a prop. You got to use the actual thing. No problem. <laughs> We're from Australia. Right. We eat danger for breakfast. Strap it on, mate. I just, I just like and the being idea of the two of them sitting there. Yeah, an Australian yeah. would just be like, big fucking deal, you know? <laughs> I put my head in well, alligators so. all day long. It's no biggie. Do you want to use your reverse bear <laughs> trap or mine? I've got one back in the, I've got, I've got my travel one in the car. <laughs> this one looks real nice, the common on... brown snake <laughs> inside the actual contraption just to make it a little more dangerous. Yeah. Hey, if you want to make yeah, that contraption a little more dangerous, put an Australian's head in it. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Australians are awesome people. They're crazy. Why. Yeah, but they are crazy. You know, you know who I, you know what my impression of a of an Australian male is. Unfortunately, it is. Is it the crocodile hunter? No, no, it's <laughs> oh, it's Crocodile Dundee's friend Donk from Crocodile Dundee too. Oh my god. I remember Donk. He was in the sequel. <laughs> he was so inbred. I'm pretty sure he just would go like Donk and that's like all he would communicate. But he's just yeah. like he's got the sleeveless, he's got like the sleeveless shirt or vest. I don't even know what I'm sure he wasn't even wearing a shirt. It was like a vest. You know, hair that hasn't had a comb run through it in two to three weeks. <laughs> it just comes I in wonder with if there's an American equivalent wet. Yeah. Of Donk. I mean, do you think that, like, over in Australia, like, someone who maybe hasn't seen a lot of American films, like, knows that one film that stars an American who was maybe portrayed yeah. like Donk? Yeah. Like, well, I wonder who that would be. I don't know. I, I can't I would... even say Sloth from Goonies because that starred a bunch of Americans. But... <laughs> I'm going to specifically say that they look at the John Candy character, the younger brother of Tom Hanks and Splash. I think they probably look at him as your typical American that ever since oh, that maybe. movie 
ever since that movie, that's just what Australians think we are. Fat, blonde dummies who can't play tennis. That's what we are. <laughs> all of us. Or maybe we're all a bunch of Beverly Hills ninjas, which is Chris Farley now that I said it out loud. Oh, hell, I'm going with it. We're all a bunch of Beverly Hills ninjas. I wish I looked like Beverly Hills ninja. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was a Chris Farley film, like one of his last ones. I'm getting off topic but, again, man. So, but but like, let's talk about I guess like the the cop procedural part of this because it's got like Danny Glover and one of the hot chicks from Starship Troopers in it. Like, who she, she's just yes. there to look. Dina Meyer. Like, yes, yeah. I think she has a couple of things to say in the movie, but it's usually like, again, you can just look at it and go like, yeah, that was like one take. Like, can I yeah. please say that again? I'll I'll pay. Like, oh man. Now, now that we like love so many people film digitally, you can just, for God's sakes, do that. She filmed again. for about half a day, uh, um, and I, I think that's pretty obvious. She only really appears in. Uh, two I love scenes. that you got this information. Yeah. Uh, well, it, did you break into the Lionsgate Studios and like find a ooh. log, and you're reading straight from the log? I'll never tell. Yeah, no, it, it's just kind of public uh, information that I've been able to glean from just a bunch of different websites. Uh, but, but she does come back yeah. in the sequel and the third one. She's got you know much bigger parts. Um, but, uh, you know, okay. I, I enjoy her, like, as an actress. Just she's not really given much to do here. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think that that could have been, like, but a big the gift cop, for them. the cop stuff really... I know, like, you know, we're... I hate to fast forward a little bit. But, sure. I mean, there is the whole, like, uh, playing with time sort of, kind of. And how... You, like, I, I'll think back to the, the big chase sequence with Danny Glover. Very realistically chasing after... <laughs> another dude oh are you talking about the car those, chase? like those the car chase oh, man it is like I, really weird i want to talk about this, this this in my opinion is the second worst yeah. car chase oh, in the history of cinema yeah uh it, it, there's a worse car chase than that sec, yeah there is uh it's weekended bernie's uh there's a part where they're chasing okay. one guy <laughs> oh, you win okay yeah in the golf you cart win. wait you get to stop a weekend just say slowly. weekend at bernie's and i'm like I'm, I'm like, you win the argument, Matt. Again. <laughs> it's just weekend at Bernie's, guys. <laughs> this is the second one. Now, knowing what I know now, like I, I after I kind of did some research into it, I was like, wow, that was a really terrible car chase scene. But anytime you see a newspaper clipping or a solid picture or just something like really quick, quick cuts, it means that they had run out of time. Uh, they had spent all of their money uh, and they didn't have anything left for reshoots. And so that's kind of how they made up for it. And so one of the things was they had these cars that yeah. were props. They didn't move because they didn't have enough time to build a, a crane to follow along the cars. That's exactly what it looks yep. like. And so they just did yep. a bunch of that's quick cuts. They didn't, they... That's how they filmed around it. And I guess knowing that, it's like, well, that's kind of admirable that you guys would still kind of throw that in there where they were like, look, we, we need fog. I was going to joke. It looked as... I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. I, I was, as, a, as kind of a joke, I was going to say, I, it was as if they said Danny hop in the car for a few seconds we're just going to shoot a few seconds of film uh what what do I do I don't know just jerk Pretend your like arms rapidly like <laughs> frantically yes. like I don't know you, we we've only got a few seconds whatever you can pantomime like uh, Jane, have you ever had a seizure it. in your car before <laughs> <laughs> just just try to do a line dance while sitting in your car <laughs> like we'll take that cut there's a scene in the but, film but yeah, they just... uh, right after this. It actually kind of segues perfectly because after Gordon is talking uh, in the police station, um, 
uh, Tep takes him home, right? And so he pulls up in the police car. Now, you'd look at that, and you'd be like, well, okay, that's an operating car, but it's not. Um, they Again, it was the whole crane thing, and they were like, well, it would be cheaper. I don't know how they did this, but if you just pretended like you were pulling up to a house, and we just moved the camera to make it look like the mm-hmm. car was moving, and then we just add brake sound effects later. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of trickery oh, you going could, on. With, with a good sound? With good sound? Yeah, you could totally buy that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I... The car was actually made out of cardboard, and they just colored it with crayons. <laughs> but when the guy, when I heard the guy go, like in the back, like I was like, wait yeah, a minute, like, oh, that, take that it out. Sound it's not right. as realistic. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. But yeah, anytime you see something like that in this movie, they had to get really creative. It caused a lot of stress because, you know, this is your first movie. Uh, the studios put all this faith in you, and you yeah. have come away with a, some footage, but not quite a finished product. And they're like, okay, make something out of it. And so they just had to make these really kind of creative uh, ways of trying to tell the story. Yeah, yeah and that's that's how they did it, man. So I, I guess kind of looking back on it, I'm like, I can't give this the worst car chase in history. I still think that's Weekend at Bernie's, but... This no, is you of... totally can, because it's not much of a car chase. It's, it's not. Like, it's just... <laughs> Uh, like just jittery cameras and like a camera filter and like heavy metal music all like like what the fuck is this is he chasing him is that what's happening (laughs) is this a mushroom hallucination I don't even know what's happening maybe oh you know this would be an interesting movie to watch on mushrooms but we're just seeing the world through Danny Glover's regular eyes I was really confused for a while about Danny Glover like I know because his partner gets killed and then I guess Danny Glover goes insane like I was I was re-watching Saw while doing other stuff so like I was giving it some attention most of my attention but not all of mm-hmm. it so when I was really confused when uh, next thing I know he's got the scar on his throat and he's like living the crazy conspiracy dude life and spying was he the one spying on uh, Gordon's uh, Doctor Gordon. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I, I was so confused by this. Was it just because he still suspected him as the killer? Is that why uh, he, he did. was doing? That? Yeah, he still suspected that Lawrence Gordon okay. Uh, okay. was the killer. Um, you, you get some of this in the video game too. I guess well, spoilers. I guess for the video game, if you guys are ever going to play the video game. There's a Saw video game. Oh, I there are two, that. my friend. Now the first video game is canon, apparently. Uh, and Tep survives the movie, and you actually play as Tep after this movie. He's caught, and he has to go through are his Are you shitting me? Trial. There's a video game out there where you get to play as that little dude? Yeah, you get that's to play Danny Glover, cool. man. That's a good... Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a hard sell that I can't believe I missed. But one of the reasons I think it, it's kind of fleshed out more in the video game is that he didn't really go nuts so much as he watched his partner get killed, and he just has a ton of PTSD. Uh, and the force was just kind of like, you need to take some time off, man. You know, go get yourself right. We're still here. Just you need to go yeah, take care yeah. of yourself. Well, there's no way that dude didn't see like three tours of duty in Vietnam. There's like no oh, way. Right, right. Yeah, that would be awful to see something like that happen in front of you. And then, of course, the guy who yeah. slit your throat gets away and kills your buddy. And so you're going to do everything in your power to go after him. You knew that uh, Gordon's pen light. His old partner was Martin Riggs. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, where's, where's my Mel Gibson? Yeah. So uh, he, so he just really suspected him. Eventually losing a, a, a hand-to-hand fight with a small uh, orderly from a hospital. <laughs> a trained police officer losing in hand-to-hand combat <laughs> with a small man in uh, in close proximity. 
That's Spe- speaking of orderlies, Adam. Thank you. Do do doctors just typically act like dicks to orderlies, or is that just a Gary Elway's trait? <laughs> <laughs> this is something he brings. Like he fucking hates everybody. You need that dude just that. Because like I'm thinking about the the jigsaw scene where he's in the hospital and he's really sick, and like Gary Elway's is I, was he's like leading a class, I guess, and he's yeah, just he's sort of being. Students. He's just being kind of nonchalant towards the situation, and the the Zep guy or whatever is like, he's a real person with feelings, dude. And like, and then like, you know, fucking Carrie always gives him this like smug ass, like, whatever. He is, <laughs> which kind of lends credence to who the Jigsaw Killer ends up being, too. Because I guess if I were in his position, I'm dying of cancer, my world's falling apart, and my doctor is a dick. Like, I'd be like, but here's my thing. I really want to kill this guy. He was sympathetic. He was sympathetic to the Jigsaw Killer. Why did he include him in his game? Like, that see, that doesn't make sense to me. You're talking Lawrence Gordon was sympathetic to the killer. Oh no, you're talking about Zep. Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he okay. was sympathetic to. He was the only person who was. I mean, there's only one. The one little short scene you talked to. Yeah, true. <laughs> you talked to the Jigsaw Killer about anything. Like, hey, can I get yeah. you a Coke? You wake up in a game like, oh, shit. <laughs> Crap, now I've but got to. I don't a... know. Like, I, this, this movie just really doesn't. Now that I know, because, you know, they've spent a lot of years developing the rules of Jigsaw and his MO. And it's, I brought this up to Adam after watching the movie, too. It's like, if you know about the MO of the Jigsaw Killer, then this movie really doesn't quite make sense. Because he just seems to be killing because he's pissed you know like i don't really i are any of these people like really bad people that deserve to die like carrie always is like cheating on his wife and the adam guy like he just thinks he's a pervert so he needs to be in the game mm-hmm. and, uh or not even a pervert that he's just a loser he basically just calls him a loser like what a fucking loser you suck and uh, who, some of the other, like, they're, they're the people in the traps, like the razor blade maze and all that. Like, you don't even really know why they're in being targeted. He's the worst life coach oh, ever. Oh, he is, yes. Well, <laughs> it, that's just it, is that he was suicidal, and so he put him in a trap. He said, so you like to cut yourself, and now you're going to have to cut yourself to get out of this trap. It, or you could stay there and die. Yeah, kind of and like, option. okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. And he's like, you don't appreciate life. <laughs> Dude, that's a pretty good jigsaw there. Razor wire. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I need a lot. So, so I did have to look this up. Uh, I was like, gosh, what, what did Zeb do? And the only thing that I could really find was that, yes, Zeb worked as an orderly at the hospital. Uh, he and John Kramer, mm-hmm. uh, while he was being treated for uh, cancer, he and John Kramer uh, formed a bond. And in later movies, it's revealed mm-hmm. that John considered him to have issues of his own. I don't know what that means, but that's all the uh, information more, that I've more got. More retconning or attempt? It may, yeah, it's got to be that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Zep guy, he sure had some issues. He's got issues. I'm so gonna, I threatened his life. Take, put him in a game. They Listen, they need to take a book out of the Fast and the Furious writers. They fucking know how to retcon a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do some They're of those the movies They're the masters sometime. of that shit. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've only seen like the first three, and uh, only if it's the second one though, because that's my favorite. This the, really too fast, too furious. <laughs> no, man. I was like, that's the one that it kind of like the soundtrack terrible. of that movie. 
I've been telling Adam for years I'm going to watch these movies. Like I said, I watched the first one. I was like, it's okay. The second one, I was like, I really didn't like it. And I really didn't like Tokyo Drift. But then I heard after that, everything gets great. And I just haven't had a chance to really go and check it out yet. I like Tokyo Drift. I thought that was a nice, pleasant surprise. Had the little home improvement dude in there. He was a douche. That was great. (laughs) Zachary Time Ryan. Okay. Yeah, buddy. But in the second one, my major problem with the whole thing, the whole premise is like the reason why people are into this movie is the badass cars and the cool driving and they're CGing the car races. Like why? They went full oh, Lucas on yeah. It. Yeah. They did. They Lucas did. And it looks terrible. And I understand like if you're going to, there's like, I think there's a scene where they have to jump a bridge that's raising. Uh, you know, I understand that that's a lot easier to pull off in CG, but I mean, damn it. Get yourself a stuntman and have some dude jump a bridge. Like, that looks terrible. If you guys are going to tell me Thank that there's, God like, a Jabba the Hutt skiff from Tatooine that kind of shows up in the background, though, I would be all over that movie. That would be amazing. Like, these cars driving, and then there's that floating barge that Jabba the Hutt has just shows up in the background. <laughs> like, I'm picturing, like, the fucking dude from the Mad Max movie oh, who's, like, amazing. playing the guitar. Like, I am all the speakers. Yeah. I love that guy. Oh. <laughs> that would be great. He's showing the Scott nips. Stapp. He's got, like... <laughs> it might be. It probably was. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel comfortable right. just going with it. I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't. I feel confident in your. I feel confident in your confidence. I'm not googling it. I recommend nobody googles. Oh, that. okay. Don't go. Just don't. <laughs> it was Scott. Just Stapp. let it live. Let it develop. This is its birth right here. No one will know, but we'll know. Just us three and you listeners. I don't know if I should. All you Vietnamese kids. Really do this right now uh, instead of getting back to the synopsis. But the uh, Jigsaw Killer just walked back in the room with me. And uh, he feels like uh, he wants to say a, a couple of words. So um, things didn't go so well oh, with us last yeah. time. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he wants to apologize or, or say something. So if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to – I guess I'm going to let him talk again. Hey, guys. It's hey, me. hey, I'm Jigsaw. Back. Uh, welcome back. It's the Jigsaw Killer. I like to take pieces that look like puzzle pieces from my victims. I, I, I would have been back sooner, yes. but Miller Lite really goes through me. That Miller Lite really goes through you? You had to take a, a wicked a wicked <laughs> pee there, huh? Yeah, I, I, I had to take a really, really long piss. It's been like an hour, man. The, okay. whole, the whole time I've been gone, I was just literally taking a, a huge <laughs> piss. That's impressive. That's amazing. Evacuation complete. Evacuation complete. Complete. Evacuation complete. Sorry. Go nice. Ahead. Nice. <laughs> what, what, what you need, uh, Jigsaw? Awesome we're powers, gonna, dude. We're just talking about the movie, and we, we've kind of talked about the part where uh, the, the policeman got shot uh, with the shotgun. I'd like to play a game. Oh, oh, God. Okay. I'm going to test Ron. Okay, Ron, you're getting tested, Ooh. man. Ooh. Oh shit! I'm Ron, a huge fan of all your movies, Mr. Jigsaw. You've yourself. <laughs> you've prided yourself on having a podcast that has been honest about movies, but you're lying to yourself. Today, you can only win if you are truthful. You have one minute to tell the world about why Saw is a better movie than Back <laughs> to the Future. If you don't comply or fail this task, I'm going to tell the world another embarrassing thing about. Oh Matt. come on, man! What? <laughs> it's always me. Okay, listen. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Ron. So, okay, so Ron has to. He has one minute to tell us about why Saw is a better movie than yeah. Back to the Future. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if you're down and for it, Ron, fail, I would appreciate that. To, then, oh, yes, I'm going to, you you know how much I love this movie. <laughs> I know it. I know how much you hate Back to the Future. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, the reason Saw is a better movie than Back to the Future is because uh, Michael J. Fox couldn't hold a candle to carry Elway's acting. He couldn't like he he could never he could never do the Allison <laughs> you know like with the the dog the dog t- tilt like when a dog makes eye contact with you and they do that kind of adorable like Ooh. like I just picked that's what Carrie Elway's is doing in that. I think he's magnificent. It bravo Carrie Elway's. I I felt you in that movie. I felt I had to check on my own wife actually to make sure she wasn't like actually abducted and kidnapped. So based on the strength of that performance, it far outweighs all of the awesome music and badass car and cool time traveling concept. I mean, they really don't nail those too easily, but back to the future does it so well. Yeah, I can and it's way better than all the, the heart pounding tense action sequences and, you know, there's a mention of, of Van Halen. Like, it's better because there's, you know, it doesn't have those cool things going for it, like Back to the Future. But how am I doing on time? <laughs> you're, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. I, I think my clock's broken anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, that you know, your honor, your movie judge, I, I submit to you that for, for that reason. Jesus, I'm screwed. May this you're going to embarrass me again. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. You know what, Ron? I appreciate that you tried, though. Adam didn't even try, man. You could have said something about Shaquille O'Neal, and I'm a little bitter about that. But okay, you know, fine, whatever. I'm sorry, Mr. Jigsaw. Please continue. One of contractually speaking, one of us has to defend Back to the Future if in any situation. Okay, (laughs) deal. If one half of us is demanded, if one half of us is commanded to badmouth it, then he can't. Perk our agreement with the podcast police. (laughs) The plea bargain we made. With Mark mm-hmm. Marin, we just him and uh, who who else for the podcast? Joe Rogan, yeah. Ellen, if we probably. Don't, if we don't uphold it, then, I don't know. <laughs> then by now, yeah. I'm guessing. Uh Damn. You have failed. I tried. Sorry. Oh God! All right, you're gonna pick on me again. Go ahead. And the punishment must now be carried out. What brand moisturizer does no, he use? Told me to shut up. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just shut up. Okay. Just, just shut your face. This is punishment time, and I'm, I'm the jigsaw killer. So, one time when when Matt was in junior high, he played truth or dare with some other kids. He picked a dare. His friends dared him to make out with Sarah Downs for two minutes. Two minutes. But when he went to kiss her. She vomited all over him. Who are your sources, Here's, uh, uh, There's a twist. Hey, I'm Jigsaw. Oh, there's a twist. Okay. There's right. always a twist, What's man. The twist? You gotta wait for the twist. Your whole life. You believed it was because she was disgusted by you. But the twist is, someone had fed her a dandelion. A, a dandelion. What's, uh, what's up with the dandelion, Jigsaw? I, I don't get that. 
No. You 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 don't remember? Your 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 grandmother's sister, her her cousin. Was, her favorite flower was no. Was I, a dandelion. I really How do you I don't remember that. I'm sorry. That? that that doesn't make much. What in the actual? Yeah, hell? sorry. Look, I I appreciate what you're trying to do. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying I know, really I hard here. It's not. Look, I, do you think I, this it, is easy? It just feels like the big reveals that you're coming up with are just getting more and more lame as the time goes on. Do you get yeah. that? Do you get how complex okay. these traps are? Uh, it, it's just you know, these reveals that you're throwing out. It, it just kind of feel like more and more lame as time goes on. I'm sorry. Whatever. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, Jigsaw. <laughs> okay. It's a very mature you know what? You response, could suck it. Jigsaw. You could suck it. I'm leaving. I'll be back for. Okay. Okay, I'll I'm, be I'm back sorry. for one more test. He's, he's really pissed off. Don't guys. slip in his Just, urine. I'm, I'm gonna go hang out with Gary always. <laughs> I, I know he, he's he's been drinking like really a lot. I mean, you guys don't see him out here, but I mean, he's he's gone through about like a 12 pack of Miller Lite. I hope he's I hope he's had a tetanus shot. If he's gonna go hang out with Jerry, though, I'm a little concerned. Oh, maybe yeah. it seems like a problem. So here's something it we seems... haven't talked about yet, man. Uh, is Allison and Diana, uh, which are Lawrence Gordon's Allison? wife, Allison. <laughs> <Allison>. <laughs> Every time we say Allison, we should say that. Allison. 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 Oh, man. Well, they are being held captive at their home as their uh, captor watches Adam and Dr. Gordon through a hidden camera. Uh, and the house is simultaneously watched by Tap, Danny Glover, having been discharged from the police force. That actor is just the weaseliest. Like, you can only be a weasel if you look like that. Michael Emerson. You're in. Yeah. Oh, he's so. You just good. have to be a Weasley character. I like this guy. Now, I wouldn't say that he's like really great in this film, but this helps spur him on to another role uh, in the show Lost. I don't know if you guys he's have ever seen. Terrible that. in this film. Yeah, he's uh. not good. Uh, but he was able to get a, a bit part in Lost, and he became such a fan favorite that uh, they actually mm. continued him. I don't want to give anything away with Lost either, but he stays on with the series for a very, very long time. So uh, he ended up doing pretty good for himself. Yeah, he's also in that evil show. Yes, not bad in that. One thing that did surprise he's me going back so to much more this, than he... <laughs> I was thinking they didn't really show Zep's face all that much while he was with the wife and daughter, but they reveal it pretty early. I'm talking like half an hour into the film, you see his face, and if you know who he is, and you're like, oh, that's the orderly guy. Like, I mean, you could make out who this guy is, right? If you know enough about. I guess the movie, I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it in the theater, but on subsequent watchings, like, they don't do much to hide this guy's face at all. Mm-mm. No. I agree. Which, I mean, if he was the killer, that would have been super lame, but lucky for us, I guess he's not. It's a twist. (laughs) It is a a twist. Yeah, and I feel like the movie tried to trick us, like, a little bit, too, by making us believe, like, oh, is is Jigsaw Danny Glover all along? Because he's got that voice already he's kind of got that you know he's got like, a very Jesus, guttural like a voice visual for this shit yeah he's got that guttural voice and you know maybe he has a motive to set some of these people up because the the crime the case is cold i guess i don't know yeah, i just maybe. like i like that he, he i'm not a hero cop he was obsessed with carry always like we found his damn pen light he's gotta be the guy <laughs> dude he's gotta be him by the way how do you how do you pinpoint somebody by their pen light i mean is that thing like got a thumbprint on it that activates it well he's really obsessed with his label maker and so it actually says like property of dr lawrence (laughs) gordon he He puts it on everything yeah he like puts labels on his walls you know on just random boxes (laughs) on his house plants yeah he's a 
He's yeah, a big uh, label maker enthusiast. Run this well, pen light Carrie for fingerprints. Is a bad roommate. When we when we get the fingerprints <laughs> results, uh, it'll probably be that doctor who's never been arrested for anything. We just have his fingerprints <laughs> because it fits in the plot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was hilarious the way they connected that dot. Like that's why you have a grudge against this guy. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be why. Yeah, he thinks this guy his killed his partner. Light. God damn it, Riggs! <laughs> Dude, you do a pretty good Danny Glover impression. Too. Stay away from my daughter, Riggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not really much Definitely to say about the the wife and daughter there. Uh, but but meanwhile, Gordon does find. I thought the daughter was pretty good actor. Honestly, I thought she was very uh, comparatively yes. Uh, as far as child actors <laughs> yeah. she was pretty good. Not too bad. Not too bad. She was really hanging on that one, mommy, mommy. Like, she was really sticking to that, clinging to it like a life raft. But I, she seemed genuinely terrified. And that The actress who was Allison just... She was she was definitely giving it the old three thousand dollar performance. I hate to keep bringing this up because this poor guy has been through hell, but she is leagues beyond Jake Lloyd when it comes to uh, child actors. So I mean, I'll I'll give her that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I really believed he wanted a Turbo Man doll. I mean, <laughs> he really it's wanted Turbo Time. <laughs> just so angry. I I I was like, damn, Arnold needs to get that Turbo Man because this kid is. <laughs> really really wants it bad like more than any other kid has wanted a gift at christmas time he was willing it's to steal definitely going to destroy their relationship if he doesn't get that turbo man doll poor life so we're back He'll become a postalman probably oh yeah maybe we're back like in the uh, bathroom and gordon finds back a box containing two cigarettes a lighter and a one-way cell phone that doesn't call out uh, and then he recounts his abduction in a parking lot by a pig-faced figure who also captured Adam as well uh, after the latter recalls his Not own abduction. Not the character. Yeah, the character. <laughs> I gotta keep Adam? specifying Adam? that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's been quiet for a while. Uh, but that's when he found a puppet in uh, this photo, uh, his photo in, like, in this development room. It's kind of weird seeing like uh, those old black rooms again. I, I, when I was in school, like I actually had a photography class where you'd walk in and like you'd turn on this red light. And if you didn't yeah, put the right I, chemicals I had, in, I have you guys ever done that? Dark room. Yeah. Yeah. My school had a, a, a fully, like a full dark room that you could go in and uh, develop film and stuff. It was really cool. Man. Yeah. It's one of those a, things a nice, that you're never nice, going to really nice find anymore. showed me. <laughs> I could never quite get it right. Um, too. I got to give a shout out to uh, the sequence. Totally, totally paying homage to uh, the rear window with the with the flash photography. That was a cool. That was a cool scare. That was that really did a good job of building tension. And I hadn't seen that honestly because I recently only saw rear window uh, for the first time, like not that long ago. So oh really? Oh, that's a great. Film. I always thought, yeah. It, oh yeah, I agree. I, I wish I had seen it sooner. Definitely. Are you talking about the but one with Christopher Reeves? That, <laughs> for sure. Because that yeah. one was amazing. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. You know how I love Superman. I love me I love me some 70s, 80s. He really convinces you that he's in a wheelchair. 
mean, it was it was the role of his lifetime for sure. It's funny you're talking about that. That ended up kind of oh. being an homage to Rear Window, but again, it was another one of those cost cutting measures where they just did not have a lot of footage, and so. Um, hmm. you know, well, okay. I take that back. You're, you're talking about whenever he's going through the apartment, right? And the killer, he hears something yes, in it and then yeah. he's using that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. that yeah, was yeah. to try and to the, and fill then out would, some then space. Then it would stop on the frame in the video, but it was like, it was as if it was a photograph. So it was cool. It's kind of yeah. like an old episodes of the sixties uh, Batman show when they would run out of money for one of the episodes, they would have their big fight sequence at the end. And the lights would go out, so the whole thing was just dark, and they would just put those pow, bam, because they didn't have enough money to actually film the fight sequence. So they're like, All right, <laughs> "That's we're amazing. fighting in the dark." That is, I've never, I never knew that. Yep. that's such an amazing little tidbit. It's awesome. So it would just be easier to 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 and easier to read, I guess, if they had the little, not just a full colored background. That's cool, man. That's a good. That's a good way to work around using your your lack of money to inspire creativity. That's cool. That's Batman. I always always think back to the the lock jam uh, thing to make up for the fact that they could never record during the day at the quick stop. Oh yeah, I always thought that was just like a just a brilliant <clears throat> a brilliant piece of writing. So easy to just you know to explain away. Just have a little scene where, like, oh yeah, some neighborhood neighborhood punks uh, jam the lock, so you know we got this tarp over here letting people know that we're open. Bunch of savages that's, in that's this so town. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So that, if that's the case, and I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, James Wan, everybody, <laughs> give it up. Good job, James Wan. Yeah, I appreciate Master it. Australia. Yeah, Bring pat on the pat on the old back. And we, we never heard from that dude ever again. No, not at all. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he went on to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, I guess we'll get into that later. Uh, but Allison, man, she's being held at gunpoint. And uh, she calls Gordon. Allison. Allison. She tries to warn Gordon not to trust Adam. Not Who this Adam. Who the hell is this? Allison? Yeah. <laughs> Allison. <laughs> I think this is, the, this is it. This is the point in the movie where the big Allison thing happens, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, Adam admits to Gordon finally. He said, "Look, I was paid by Tap to spy on you," and uh, he reveals his knowledge of Gordon's affair with one of his medical students, who we see earlier in the film. Uh, he visited that night. Uh, he was abducted. Uh, is the reason uh, is he's being tested, and so you know, Adam finds a photo of Allison and Diana's captor, uh, whom Gordon identifies as Zepp, who is an orderly at the hospital. And we talked about that guy. Um. And when he finds out about him, he loses his mind. He's like, God damn you. Yeah, damn you. Guy. You commented on one that one time. <laughs> Oddly enough. Um, I mean, I guess. In, in that it was a deleted scene where he, where you see uh, Gordon and, and the, the student. He's actually um, he's actually named Boner Champ in that deleted scene. <laughs> you, you don't see it. Ah, uh, but they couldn't. They they couldn't afford to pay Boner Chain. No, rights, it was so uh, the royalty. The the rights. It was just too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe and they uh, could have trademarked it way back then. <laughs> he uh, think of the licensing Boner Champ song official trademark. <laughs> Kmart. <laughs> oh, that would be you know, amazing. we all have that one Kmart coworker. Exclusive. <laughs> 
that one coworker who just doesn't get along with everybody, you know, sure do. maybe he just sticks You're to the right rules and that, tells sir. on the bosses and all that stuff. You know, maybe it was just like, oh, that guy, that freaking guy. Now he's got my wife at gunpoint. A real douchebag. Yeah. He's always telling me how to do my job, but I'm the doctor, right? I don't know. Uh, but we're going to flash forward a little bit. The clock strikes six and Zep sees that Gordon has still not managed to kill Adam. Not this Adam, the Adam in the movie. Uh, and so Zep goes to murder Allison and Diana. Allison. Uh, yeah, but you know what, man? Allison is uh, pretty good. She uh, frees herself from her restraints and she fights him. And that uh, struggle, I guess, it, it's very like faint, but Danny Glover has super hearing and so he can hear like those little bitty pops and think, oh man, that's, that's bullets. And so he runs inside uh, to help and then they fight. Uh, and, uh, he chases Zep straight into the sewers where we, they have that, that car chase that we talked about earlier. natural <laughs> progression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zep is shot in the chest. over the hill cop! <laughs> where we believe he dies. Uh, but Gordon is only aware of the gunshots and the screaming, and he's shocked, and, uh, he, he loses reach of the cell phone, he can't get to it. And so here it is, guys, the big climax. In desperation, he saws off his own foot using like a tourniquet uh, with his uh, shirt. And then he shoots at him with the revolver of the corpse uh, in the middle of the room. I mean, this is sort of like uh, the worst case scenario of how this all could have gone, right? And I guess that's sort of an encapsulation of the entire Saw series. Not in that, you know, whether or not you're a fan of the series, but it seems like imagine the worst case scenario in any one of these traps, what could happen. And it seems like that's mostly what ends up happening in most of these traps uh, throughout the franchise. Wouldn't you guys agree? I, I got to give it up to Carrie always in this scene. Cause he really sells that ghastly sort of imagery of, you know, without showing it. Cause I mean, in, I don't know if you guys have seen 127 days. It has another very, talked like much talked about scene where he frees himself finally and it's it's way gorier than what we get in saw but they really just with a little bit of tomato sauce and you know some sweaty armpits and i mean carrie always just screaming <laughs> oh he is man and adam's with, selling it with too. the other guy going like what are you doing oh, dude no. don't do it man oh this is crazy <laughs> yes his acting wasn't so great that, that part. <laughs> I think they, they sold doing, it pretty man? well. Uh, it, what's funny is that in my memory, oh, yeah. I was thinking that they actually showed this explicitly, but they don't. And, and there's there's some real restraint here, I think, that's shown, probably for budget purposes, because yeah. they couldn't actually show. Yeah, they probably ran out of money, I'm sure. But they, I'm sure they probably tried sawing through like a turkey leg or something. At first. They're like, no, no, fuck it. That's, that doesn't look good. It's <laughs> too much. That doesn't look yeah. good enough. <laughs> It's a type more, of restraint that you will not see again in this franchise. I haven't seen Spiral yet, but you know I don't know how gory that gets. But this franchise does not shy cool. away from gore at all. So, um, but but still, <laughs> I don't think it was really necessary to show him you know, sawing off his own foot. I mean, it, it the, the no, actor sold it, really it enough. A... I think he did. Yeah. Well, well done, Carrie. No, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I withdraw all previous comments of your acting prowess for for this I, this I, is I the scene I'm, I'm glad you were paid your three thousand dollars <laughs> for this yeah. this is three thousand dollars you definitely good earn more than three thousand dollars for that scene. yeah yeah uh so zep he enters the bathroom and uh, he looks around and he's like you know what nope i'm gonna kill gordon you didn't do what you were told by six o'clock 
And then Adam, hero of the day, having survived the gunshot, bludgeons Zep to death with the toilet tank lid. Uh, it, which I think is a really good scene too. Like Adam goes nuts on this guy. It's awesome. And again, he does, man, man, freaking something. I thought like, Oh yeah, they're going to show this guy's head cave in and his brains are going to be everywhere. No, they don't show it and they don't need to show it. Like there's some real restraint there. And again, in every other movie, you, you would see that they would show it in graphic detail. Right? He, <laughs> they would not pull away. He goes, he goes fucking Michael Bolton, like on a copier. My, Michael Bolton. <laughs> does Michael Bolton From do this a lot? space. Man, yeah. Office space? Anyway, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, Adam, do you have anything you want to uh, add about the uh, toilet tank lid beating? Uh, it was one of the more compelling toilet tank lid beatings I've seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, on a scale of... Uh, Definitely in the top ten. Definitely it, it, yeah. in the top ten. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so so now Zeb's dead. And, we should rank man. the top ten beatings. Oh, we should. <laughs> top ten toilet tank I just want to do that show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a pretty interesting show to listen to, actually. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard one to find scenes. <laughs> You're going to find a find lot it. of movies that like no one's Googling. ever seen. It's like, yes, the, uh, the weirdest Google searches ever. <laughs> toilet <laughs> movie. <laughs> toilet scene movie. <laughs> Beating with toilet cover. <laughs> movie. Google's just gonna call you and be like, "Hey man, are you okay? Are you, are you doing all right? Because we're just seeing what you were searching for, and we're I don't we're really alarmed by your Google searches. We've seen a lot of stuff, man, but this is really out there. <laughs> That's right. We're Google for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, at this point, I guess like the first time I'm watching this movie, I was like, "Well, that was pretty climactic. Okay, this is over. Zeb's dead. The killer's dead." Uh, Adam searches Zeb's body for a key after Gordon leaves, crawls away for help, and then he finds another tape. And this is my favorite part of this film because, you know, I was talking about earlier about how, well, you know, this movie isn't as great necessarily as I remember it being. But then this soundtrack started to play. It's a tune called Hello Zep, and it's played in every Saw movie. And as soon as it hits, you're like, oh my God, here comes the big twist. This is it. And I think this is kind of what kicked mm. it off. I really enjoy this. This reveals that Zep was just another victim of Jigsaw, following the rules to obtain an antidote for like a slow-acting poison he was giving, given. Uh, and this is it, man. The big twist. Holy crap. The tape ends, and then this corpse in the middle of the room rises, and it's revealed to be Kramer, the cancer victim. Uh, he's the real Jigsaw killer, and he reveals to Adam uh, that the key to his ankle chain was in the bathtub uh, and unfortunately went down the drain. But uh, Kramer yeah. didn't know that. Uh, so yeah, uh, horrified. He Adam. could have also at any point sawed his own foot off if he wanted to. I mean, there were yeah, two. He could there were two saws. There, there were two saws. He was kind of given a few ways out. Uh, yeah, uh, he's I, I, sort of a dumb guy if you think about it. <laughs> he was stupid. Should have saw both of those stupid, things coming. Stupid guy. <laughs> oh, you know, one thing I didn't bring up was the whole uh, electrocution scene. Like that really made me giggle. Like I think he did. A pretty good job of that like with the fake death where he's smoking the cigarette and he's like Ugh. those are i i want to hear the director like the the like the audio the video that someone took with their video camera of the director going okay now electrocute <laughs> i like because in subsequent in subsequent movies and stop <laughs> in subsequent movies and it may have may have been all the way out to uh the jigsaw movie itself the eighth one <clears throat> but i know they talk about or uh Jigsaw talks about, you know, that he what he does is he just anticipates human behavior. 
Mm-hmm. And like, that's how like he knows how to orchestrate so many things like, Oh, you just let people it play out what you think they're going to do anyways. It's like, it seems like this bank, big master plan, but he's just anticipating human behavior. And, it, and it kind of, uh, to your point, Ron, from, from something earlier, it's like in other movies, it makes sense that way. But like when you take that jigsaw logic back to this one, I was like, so you knew at one point he was going to pull out his wallet and toss it to the other guy. And so you purposely took out the one picture you knew he would show him and put a note for Adam in his wallet. Like that seems like yeah. a kind of a stretch. And the same thing with that electrocution. It's like it was, I mean, it worked for what they wanted it to, but it's like, right. Uh, so you knew that he was going to fake his own death and that you would have to electrocute him. So you're like, we should probably make these chains electric too. Wouldn't that be a kicker, huh? That way if they, you know, if at one point we just wanted to shock them for no apparent reason, we could do that. Yeah. We could shock them. But that is a very cheap way to punish them. You know, like they couldn't afford more elaborate punishments. Just pretend you're being electrocuted. For these like Other than things. leave them to it's die just... in a dirty bathroom somewhere. You've broken the rules. We're, oh, shit, what can we do? Leave them chained to pipes to die? Oh, yeah, I suppose we could do that. <laughs> oh, God, that's harsh. I didn't even think about that. We just leave them here in this dirty bathroom, and they, could, they would <laughs> just was... die in the darkness. So stupid. I do think, because uh, the, the one thing I was kind of waiting for in um, that goes just perfectly with our first two entries in the Spooktacular especially because now we've acknowledged that Jigsaw stood up uh, whole time in the movie Jigsaw in his underwear lying oh, there in a pair of boxers yeah. in his underwear in the movie yeah. so underwear for the three-peat <laughs> for the check three-peat. that out so the next movie has to have the next movie that I pick has to have some tidy white it's gotta have some underwear does it we gotta have an underwear scene Oh, yeah, you're right. There is underwear. Uh, there is. Underwear. There's underwear. Yep. I'll, I'll point out the underwear scene when we get to that movie, I guess. Good. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. In case I'm it's curious as to what this is going to be. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Matt, are you going to join us for that one, too? I, yeah, I don't even know what this underwear movie is, but if it's got underwear in it, I have to be in, man. Okay. Yeah, dude, come on. Uh, I'll, I'll reveal it. I'll reveal it when we're done. We're, we're, we're just about yeah, done we with are, this movie, yeah. too. We don't want to go so, uh, uh, too much longer. We're... we're I would love to get us under two hours, and we're 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 we're, we're closing up. in, we're guys. Up. Yeah. So anyway, it's game over. Adam gets shut inside the bathroom. He's screaming and helpless as credits roll. That was Saw, man. And uh, again, there was just yeah. this real great reaction in my theater. And and once that happened, I was just hooked. I was like, that's it. I'm coming back to watch everything this thing puts out until Did about. Did you guys Saw stick around to the end credits? Did you guys stick around to the end credits when Nick Fury invited Jigsaw to join the Avengers? That was awesome. <laughs> I, I missed that part. I'm putting together a team. <laughs> you guys didn't see that? It was after the fourth, the fourth song. <laughs> they, did, they did actually have a, an end credit scene after the sixth one in the uncut version. Oh, really? It was incredible. It's like you would not think Lionsgate would have the budget to get be able to get all those people. They did. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was uh, something <laughs> to do with Shawnee Smith and the post-credit scene. Hmm. I remember liking the sixth one which, quite a bit. She plays Amanda, right? Yes, which yeah. the, 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 the one piece of trivia about her that I really enjoyed is when they were looking for somebody to play the Amanda role, James Wan 
just tosses Shawnee Smith's name out because as a kid he had a crush on her, and they came back and they're like, "Okay, oh we my got god, it. oh wow, he's living the yeah, director like, dream." Oh sweet, Shawnee Smith's in my movie. Like, oh, I could tell you some Suck stories. On that Billy McClinsky, <laughs> <laughs> some dude who showed him up. I, I do think she's really totally, wonderful. Totally got to take her to the prom uh, in this series. Yeah. Like she shows up a lot uh, down the road. Uh, yeah, as this character Amanda, and I, I just think she's great, man. Every time. Every time she's on screen, I agree. or I agree. she's really good at yeah, it. Yeah, you've got your your main jigsaw killer. Like either time, either one of those guys are on. Tobin Bell, man, good stuff. The best parts of the series, in my opinion. So uh, I'm not the biggest, hugest fan of this series, but I would say she's one of the icons of the series. Oh, I agree. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how often she shows up in all the movies, but I mean, she's almost as big an icon. She's in to me anyway level. as Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah, uh. I agree. Well, that was cool. Saw, man. Cool. All right. Well, well done with yeah. Well, well done with the well, pulling this through. Thank you. Uh, that was exciting. You gave us you gave us plenty of stops for hijinks and and tangents. Yeah, this oh yeah lasted so, quite a bit longer than I uh, anticipated. I love that we uh, we had such a great discussion about this, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is this is a good eclectic uh, round of of scary movies that we've chosen so far. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and reveal the next uh, movie. Uh, so first first week we had Alien. We had a sci-fi Alien movie for our first. Then we had a pair of Haunted House movies. Same movie, just one in the original the remake. Then we had uh, something all on its own genre. I'm, like, I'm not even sure what genre. It's, it's horror, but what subgenre of horror would you call Ooh, What is would it? you call this? Is it torture? I, would, Tortures, I like, wouldn't go into so far as to say this is torture or? porn because it's not really there. Um, hmm. Okay. Okay. Thriller? There's definitely some torture in there. Thriller, I guess? Don't thriller? Dynamic okay. thriller. Thrillers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But for, for the fourth movie, and I, I had so many movies picked out, and I kept changing my mind and going back and forth, but I decided to go with the uh, 1990 uh Kiefer Sutherland, uh, 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 who else is in the, uh, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Uh, yep, yep, you got the Bacon Man, you got one of the bald ones, and uh, that is Joel Schumacher's Flatliners from 1990. Oh, interesting. And there's an underwear Pre- scene Batman in Pre-Batman days. What's that? There, What'd you say, man? There, there was an underwear scene in that? Yeah, uh, at one point, um, Julia, uh, Julia Roberts' character is getting zapped with the uh, paddles or whatever. And they, they couldn't, they, like, they show dude nipples for the guy actors. But for her, that she still wore her bra. So Interesting. Hey, that counts scene. as underwear, man. Yeah. Yeah. I never forget Julia Roberts' bra, everybody. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's come up in a number of situations rather awkwardly. Ask anyone, they'll let you know. Yeah. Well, awesome. That sounds awesome, guys. Did you? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you can join. You you have seen that movie though, right? I have not. I've never seen Flatliners, man. Oh wow. Well, hopefully I'll get to turn you on to another cool horror movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. It's also not horror. It's. It takes place during Halloween, which was like a big factor in for me picking it. Yeah. I thought it would just marinate nicely with all the other horror ingredients. So yeah, man. Yeah, right, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that. it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, before it's we get off of this, Hulu right now. I, I'm I'm really sorry about this, guys. I gotta jump in real quick. I know we're hitting the two hour mark. 
Um, Jigsaw's back. Uh, he just walked back in the room. He, he just wants to say one more thing. Oh, oh crap! I was playing the outro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, back. Jigsaw. He just he just kind of shows up. From I'm, I'm not, not done yet. Trying to be nice to him. Okay. Hey, Jigsaw. <laughs> hey. hey, welcome back, man. Nobody puts Jigsaw on the corner. Got some business to to tend to. Okay. Right. What you got, Jigsaw? This is my final test, Matt, and it's for you. Okay. The, the final test is simple. I'm just gonna kick you in the nuts. Oh come on, man! It really jigsaw. Yep. Just, just straight, straight in the dick. <laughs> come on, man. Wearing steel-toed boots. Wolfman's but got you nards. Must choose. Here's your here. Choose. Choose your choice. Which of your co-hosts? Oh my god! No, this game sucks, man. Jigsaw. Um. Make your choice. Okay, well, I'm gonna get kicked in the nuts here, guys. Um, no. Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, which of you guys when it gets wants to get kicked in the nuts? Anybody want to volunteer for that? I don't think I, anyone will. Personally, not um, a not a fan. I, I'm I could use a good nut yeah, kicking I'm, I'm right gonna, now, I'm but hard I'm, pass. I'm all hard pass. I'm all right kicked here. out. I'm all kicked he, out. He's wearing steel toe boots too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say. <laughs> Time's up. All right, look, I'm, I'm gonna throw this kick. back in your face, Jigsaw, and I'm gonna say nobody. So yeah, nope. Oh, son of... Oh, God. Well, Matt is lying on the ground <laughs> in a puddle of his own. I'm not entirely sure what that is. I will make the decision for you. I never said the other guys were, were getting kicked to the nuts. I said they were getting a gift. Ron, you you are getting a gift in the mail. Oh, nice. It's, it's a cake. No, don't. Oh, you're giving me a cake? Don't don't eat it, Ron. It's probably like poison or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Should yes, I put it on my head? <laughs> nope. Nope. It's just oh. just <laughs> That's cho- my favorite. chocolate on chocolate. <laughs> Duncan Hines, old family, nice. old family recipe. Thank you, Adam. I, I'm gifting you. I'm gifting something to Adam as well. Oh shit, it's man! It's the fifth season of Gilmore Girls on Blu-ray. Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, oddly enough, already already have already have the complete series uh, on Blu-ray. So, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, thanks. I guess this is true, but I kidnapped series creator Amy Sherman and tied her to a chair. Oh my I'm god, there's so funny doing this, man. Yeah, let me call him back in my chair. <laughs> okay, I'll watch so that. Jealous. That'll add a little something to it. I want you to know, Matt, it was me. I was the sixth cousin to the guy you borrowed that pencil from in third grade. That doesn't mean anything to me, man. The These twists back. don't mean anything anymore. Well, uh, and uh, I guess since since I'm here, uh, I want to ask, uh, ask Adam and Rana a serious question. Do you, do you guys think that maybe we could ditch Matt sometime and uh, do do a podcast, just the three of us? Oh, hell yeah, homie. We could totally, like, hang out. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, Can, are no, you available next ghost week? Dad? Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> we, we, we could do Ghost Dad? <laughs> Pipe down, Matt. This is... We could really, we could really use that jigsaw really hashtag great, to help oh, make our show more popular. Uh, I, was, I was thinking maybe we could do, like, a, a double feature... Of uh, Sleepless in Seattle and, and You've Got Mail. We we could do Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. America's and, uh, Sweetheart Tom Hanks? Yes, twice. please. Well, I'd, 
oddly, oddly enough, last November we we were going to do a You've Got Mail, so I think that would actually work out. <laughs> is that one of uh, our famous or, like, I don't know. fucked up? It's never going to see the light of day episode. Yeah, we were like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and then we, we just <laughs> we just didn't do it. So we, master, we have a lot of episodes like we can, master <laughs> anticipator jigsaw. <laughs> we could totally do that. Who knew he had a thing for uh, you know uh, chick flicks? Yeah, uh, well, thanks, thanks guys. That that really uh, you softy. That really made it. that really made my day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I just door dashed some Arby's, so I want to be home when it gets there. The Arby's. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. They they've got wow. They've got they the bring meats. diarrhea right to your door. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's gotta fill up that toilet. Jigsaw killer, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just tell tell your kids, Uncle what Jigsaw I like about says you, Jigsaw, hi. Guys. You're a real team player, yeah, man. Well, no, no, he sucks. Do what I can, you know. Oh my god. Do what I can. Bye, Jigsaw. All right, well, yeah, I guess now's a good time to just kind of cut this podcast off because I need to go find some frozen peas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the podcast today, guys. Because you got kicked in the frozen peas. <laughs> oh, God, no, no, he took the frozen peas. You suck, Jigsaw. Frozen peas. It hurts to laugh. Yeah, I got kicked in the nuts, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was present in the room. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's it. Did we did we just sign off? Was that the end? <laughs> we, we can call it there. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's, <laughs> appreciate. This is the awkward goodbye. I thought my endings were abrupt. I, like, I hate to cut this off, but fucking. Done. If you're still li- if you're still listening, look, congratulations. Look, I, I think that's the best outro for a podcast I've ever you done. You are the last. Look, my you... balls hurt. I'm going. Thank you all so much for listening. My name's Matt. Joined his by, tenders, his, yeah. If you guys want to give your outro, <laughs> <Ron> Avis, <right. laughs> oh yeah, I'll hit you with that. I'll hit you with some outro, buddy. All right, there it is. Well, Matt, thanks so much for joining us again, and also for being the conductor of this crazy episode. It's been a fun one as always, and uh, hopefully, maybe we'll, maybe we'll hear from you again next week. I don't know. I'm sure everybody would love to hear from you again. It sounds great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Wubba dub dub. Catchphrase.